1: Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangman from Just Thinking. Join with me in welcoming Podcorn to the Just Thinking program because they're sponsoring this show today and I couldn't be more pleased. The first question you're probably having is, what the heck is Podcorn? Well, if you're an up-and-coming podcaster like I am or a medium-sized podcaster or even a large podcaster, one of the things that you know is a real hassle is finding sponsors, Patreons, other people to support your show, and then getting your show out there through various brands and in the marketplace, so on and so forth. Well, that's all a thing of the past because Podcorn is a marketplace which connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as what I'm doing right now, which is a host read ad, interview segments, topical discussions, and so many things I couldn't begin to tell you. The great thing is with Podcorn, there's no middleman, podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on their platform like that. They can set their own rates. Nobody's setting them for you. And you can collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You don't ever have to give up any rights to your podcast. And Podcorn is there to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and that you are compensated for the work that you do for your brands. And I'm telling you, that's no joke. I heard about Podcorn one night, I went to their uh, platform, I signed up and here I am a day later rocking and rolling and it's all hooked and ready to roll. It's wonderful. The Marketplace mission from Podcorn is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom and full control of how and when we monetize. It's great. And I kid you not. So if you're interested, and I would be, click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. You won't be sorry. (laughs)
0: Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Stan Wangland, and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck are you doing today? Today is Tuesday. February 11th, and you'll be getting this show on February 12th, so I always mention that because sometimes things can be out of sync a little bit for a day, or it seems that way if I'm talking about something, an event has happened overnight, you know, maybe the uh, primary in New Hampshire, because today I did a show called The Assassination of Bernie Sanders, which again, I saw acted out on television all day long, I'm not a Bernie bro, but hey, It is what it is, but that show's already, uh, you know, in the can, so to speak. Uh, And by the way, my apologies on that show. The editing um, got fouled up with the different platforms today because we went to a new sponsor uh, that has, uh, you know, uh, you know, self-read advertising on that, which I love doing. Uh, I love doing the ads myself, uh, and uh, I got an opportunity to do it for Podcorn. This is, not, you know, they sponsored my show uh, on the 11th and, and will on several other uh, occasions that are scheduled out. What a wonderful organization that is, by the way. So here's an unpaid uh, announcement for Podcorn. Uh, they're great, and it, it'll be in the details of my show, but uh, it was funny. All the different platforms uh, have to meld in there, and there was a slight glitch. So I hope everybody took the time to listen to the show and... and uh, Hung in there while there was a little bit of extra overlay Of three different uh, kinds of music Going on for about 22 seconds But uh, today's show I was actually going to do a Valentine's show With my lovely wife uh, And I I like to have her on the air Every once in a while with me The big boss, the big cheese, the real Elizabeth Warren The real Hillary Clinton The real Amy Klobuchar The real Laura Ingraham Whoever the hell you want it to be The real Melania Trump The real boss there, but uh, she was actually feeling under the weather. But uh, this thing with the coronavirus, this is going to be my show today. The coronavirus, because man, oh man, this is what I'm talking about uh, when I'm doing shows on artificial intelligence and people not being aware of things. It's not trying to be an elitist or anything else like that. I think the name of the show uh, for me is uh, Happy Valentines from Mother Nature. Coronavirus or flip it around, you know, coronavirus, uh, don't mess with mother nature, whatever. And uh, this is not about anybody who did anything that was wrong. These things don't happen this way. This has to do with the the incredible consequences of when things happen normally in nature and you become, I don't mean you as a person, we as a, a nation or we as a world become very cocky and indifferent and we lie to ourselves and other people as to the effects of nature you know what what can actually happen in nature that we think we can control these things and you know we control an awful lot but then we don't control an awful lot either and you can see that with the uh, with global warming climate change Whatever the hell you wish to call it you know goddamn well if you live in the United States or any other place in the world you don't have to listen to any politician you don't have to listen to any scientist you can whistle through the graveyard and say <laughs> it's nothing but holy shit in Antarctica it's 65 friggin degrees and huge huge amounts of glaciers the you know the the polar you know ice caps and everything underneath they are going Going, Gone, baby. And, uh, yeah, is it going to reverse itself? Sure, at some pe- uh, point in time. Uh, you know, my late daughter, who was a frigging genius when it came to genetics, uh, and uh, if you, if you want to see how frigging smart she was, go to The Lancet or look under Christian Wangland, which was my daughter's name, and look at a couple of the articles that she published. She was a brilliant, brilliant researcher. And uh, her doctoral advisor was a guy called uh, Dr. Gerudo from SUNY uh, Binghamton. He's one of the, uh, I guess, uh, founders of mad cow disease. He's one step removed from a Nobel Prize and, uh, winner. And he's a, an award win- or was an award-winning uh, anthropologist and whatever else uh, his degrees were in. But that was, uh, she was his last, uh, you know, doctoral candidate. Uh, but all that aside... We would often uh, come to my classes or I would go to her classes and we'd go over some of the intricacies of genetics. Uh, I'm not an expert on genetics, but I became rather knowledgeable of genetics and its implications with her. And one of the things that you realize is you don't want to have a lot of similarity with people like a lot of inbreeding for, you know, not just because you're going to get mutations. Because if something like the coronavirus comes along, hey, man everybody's got kind of the same genetic makeup so if it's killing you it's killing everybody else and the other thing is that it's kind of like chaos theory you know things change from very micro molecular or very tiny reasons that we're not aware of from this very compli- you know complicated relationship between human beings and their environment it's not like nature and nurture this argument If you know anything about that, you know, is it all nature? Is it all nurture? No, our our nature, our genetic makeup is revealed. Uh, it's expressed through our interaction with the environment. It's nature via nurture. So we would take a rubber band and we'd say, hey, hey, picture the rubber band as being like all your genes. Put it between your two hands and stretch it in all different shapes. That's what happens depending upon the environmental features, depending upon your diet you know depending upon the level of stress you have depending upon the stuff in the atmosphere the temperature you know uh, you know the amount of uh, you know parenting you received or all these crazy factors it's like trying to it's like trying to say that meteorology is a science it's not because it's you know they'd like to think that they are but you can't make accurate predictions on things all the time you know There's too many factors. There's too many variables. And man, that's how Mother Nature, I'm going to call it Mother Nature, baby. Uh, You know, that's how it works. And the coronavirus is just an example of that. Every time you think you've got it, knock, Jack. Boom. There you go. Mother Nature tells you, no, you don't. Hey, we've got an unsinkable ship. It's the Titanic. (whistles) Main voyage, baby. Icebergs ahead. Boom, you're down. Hey, these space shuttles, they're, you know, they're all, uh, you know, man, come on. We got quadruple redundancy. Nothing can happen on it. I know it's dangerous, but they're locked. They're boring. (laughs) Up goes Challenger. Boom. Everybody goes in the drink. You know, all the new 747. Oh, these things fly by wire. That's the best Boeing. This is the most brand new. Nothing this couldn't possibly be. It's pilot error. Pilot era, my ass, it's built-in era. The Hindenburg, it's, it's, you know, it's the greatest Zeppelin, you know, boom. Everybody goes down to the, you know, down to the ground in flames. Shall I uh, go on and give you 50,000, you know, more examples? Does it mean that, uh, you know, I'm a gloom and doomer? No, that's the way shit works, man. If it can happen, it does. Everybody knows that. That's why they call it Murphy's Law. That's why people do build in four computers, uh, you know, and have quadruple redundancy on the space shuttles or very expensive planes and everything. Because if if shit can happen, it does. You know, that's the, you know, these quantum mechanics theory that, you know, after so many millions and billions and trillions of time, even the force of gravity will reverse itself in a chaotic manner. Am I getting lost in the weeds with science? Well, that's the point of this show today. You can't not vaccinate your kids because you come up with a bunch of pseudoscience. You can't say that the, the that the you know world is not getting warmer when you know half of the goddamn uh, Arctic or Alaska is all melted. species are going you know out of, out of you know going into extinction. you know sea levels are rising, the water temperatures are different. You can't just make stuff up. You can't be the president of the United States and sit there and with the new budget, underfund the CDC, underfund the National Institute of Health, the Environmental Protection Agency and all things like that. Those are the things that contribute to things like this. Yeah. Even the coronavirus. Nobody really knows quite how. But these things happen. And does it have an effect on people? You bet your ass and you're watching it on the news right now. You're watching it real time because the people in science and the things that people, you know, what people are keeping that from us. I mean, they're trying to, to kind of downplay any kind of panic. This is serious stuff, baby. This is the real deal. And so are these flus and everything else like that. I, I tell this to my family sometimes. I say, what, are you, you know, what are you getting bored about? I said, I don't want to live in a bubble. But I'm going to be 70. You're 35. When I was 35, I you know was working in a field of people that everybody I met every day, 365 days a year, had pneumonia or the flu or some infection or MRSA or some other kind of crazy shit. But my immune system is now somewhat compromised due to my age and some other factors. No, I don't have to walk around in a hazmat suit. But it's one of the reasons I can't, uh, with confidence, volunteer at the hospital anymore. It's not a great idea for me. The last place you want to go when you're sick is to the hospital. I mean, you have to go, but most of the deaths in hospitals are caused from being there, from picking up infections and other things. And they do incredible things at the hospital, incredibly good things. So this is the point of this show, Uh, you know, This is a serious thing. I know my father lived without a mother his entire life from the flu epidemic in the 20s. In the 1920s. Killed millions upon millions of people, including my grandmother. She was dead. My mother's twin sister died of diphtheria. People used to be quarantined for, for, you know, for scarlet fever, for anything else like that. When I was a kid. And I'm, like I said, I'm going to be 70. When I was a kid in the 50s, the, the biggest worry when we went to school was getting polio. And then Dr. Jonas Salt came up with the polio vaccine in the 50s. I can remember as a little boy going to take the vaccine, which was not a needle. It was a little uh, a little bit of vaccine and a little cup. I can remember going up to the school cafeteria and the nurse giving it to me. as a little tiny boy with my mother. And people were praising God Almighty that we had this. Because you never knew if you were going to catch polio. And being what they used to call an iron lung So anyway Mother nature is flipping out This latest mutation Which sooner or later These things are going to happen And uh, what's this coronavirus Is this just another thing Where the president actually said Or oh, I, I guess he I, I didn't see this but So I may be wrong But you know uh, People keep saying oh, Where have you been You didn't hear him say this He said oh there's no problem But this is just the warm weather We'll take care of it <laughs> Yeah, like you know, like the the climate change and all these other things. Yeah, what what's the implications of this coronavirus? Well, just to give you some little idea of how serious it is, how about um, you know how about these uh, people on these cruise ships that are now uh, <coughs> excuse me that are on these that, that are on these cruise ships and uh, y- you know they can't uh, you know they can't. You don't get into any country. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants them at all, you know, uh, to get in there. The effects on the economy for, um, uh, you know, the effects on the economy for things like China and other countries, they are really, really, really worried about this stuff. You know, this is where this is like really no uh, no kind of a joke uh, it's uh, according to the stuff that I've seen that uh the stuff on the economy this is um uh this is actually bigger than the stuff in China with the uh uh with the Tiananmen Square kind of a thing and uh you know up as you know up uh as far as much as seven hours ago, China urged countries to restore ties with it, you know who are you know boycotting it or having these uh, tariff wars and everything. For the sake of the global economy, they're afraid that it's uh, you know just going to you know really really hurt economic growth and undo all the things that they're trying to do as a country. And uh, I guess the death toll has been like a thousand in China. Um, my wife was telling me about uh, a video that she saw this morning of some people who. Um, um, you know, were diagnosed with this in China and they didn't want to go into, uh, you know, quarantine for whatever reason. Was, who, who could imagine anybody thinking that they could get away with that? Anyway, I guess they were dragged out of their house and, uh, you know, uh, and forcibly put into quarantine. And, uh, you know, that, um, you know, that is, uh, I, do you think that's a, a normal response? Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with those uh, kind of things? Uh, one of the things um, that the World Health Organization seems to be playing down is that there seem to be media reports uh, of drug breakthroughs with the corona, uh, you know, virus, uh, and I guess it's really called a novel coronavirus. And uh, no, there aren't any. There's no immediate uh, drug breakthrough that they have right now uh, for these infections. And, you know, the original doctor who found this, uh, you know, has has died. And uh, so it's it it doesn't mean that you're going to absolutely die if you get this. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are, uh, you know, are at risk for dying. There's over a thousand people in China so far. So that is serious stuff. The most disturbing thing to me is the uh, the um, the cruise ship that's uh, I guess you know uh, docked out in you know, in Japan, and there's four countries, n- and neither of the four you know any of the surrounding countries, nobody is interested, or nobody is allowing, uh you, you know you know people to you know to come in from that ship. Now, what in God's name uh, do they expect people to do? You know, what are they going to do on the ship? Are they going to keep people on the cruise ship for for months or weeks? Uh, or are they going to turn them loose or whatever? And then I was, uh, you know, reading where whatever country it was where they had the, the four people. I don't I don't think it was in the United States. One of the brilliant things is that they tested them for the virus. Uh, these four people let them go. And then one of the people developed it. And they hauled them back in. Isn't that freaking great? So, uh, you know, the guy's been out there and, uh, you know, told we're testing you. Uh, you know, you're quarantined and then you let somebody go. They're going to be celebrating all over the place. You know, so who knows, um, uh, you know, what to do. Questions are that people have is, you know, how effective are things like masks and things like that? You know, is that going to be something that's good? Uh, you know, who knows if I was around with that, I see everybody wearing masks and they have, you know, other upgraded masks. Hey, I would certainly have one on. I had to go to the doctor uh, last week and there's a terrible flu epidemic, uh, where I live. And, uh, Hey, that's the first time, uh, that I can recall other than once when I actually did have a, a pretty serious infection, uh, and I was hospitalized for it, uh, I actually was in the in the in the waiting room with. A, I put a mask on, and it wasn't because I was infectious for anybody else. I wasn't coughing. I didn't want anything from anybody, with all the flu and everything else like that. And people say, "Well, you know, there's not the the mask isn't going to help you with the flu, really." Okay, uh, I, I think that gives me some little barrier of people coughing all over my face, and I'm a big hand washer and and all that kind of stuff like that, uh, particularly when you go into a doctor's office. So, uh, hey, man, you know. Um, uh, serious stuff out there And uh, the, the thing with the four people Was in uh, the University of Cal- California San Diego Health area that, that was it The patient was returned to the hospital uh, After he was let go Then had to come back And uh, hey he, he had been in uh, You know China And from what I can see so far At least 24 Americans Are among the 135 people That were infected with the coronavirus On board the cruise ship in the Diamond Princess. As a matter of fact, where I live in Binghamton, New York, uh, where I live literally minutes from the State University um, uh, of New York at Binghamton, which is a huge school, a huge medical school, huge huge school for engineering because this was the home of IBM for many, 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 many years. And needless to say, you think there are a lot of Asian students here? Uh, You better believe it. As a matter of fact, the gym that I go to is loaded with people from Asia, students that come to the United States to study here because SUNY Binghamton is one of the best colleges in America for the buck there. It has a great program, great medical program, great engineering program, uh, great computer technology programs, really, um, really, a, a really fine school uh, on the state level. And uh, a lot of people are there. I, I know for me, uh, when I got this uh, sinus infection and the flu was up, I have not been to the gym without uh, I've been working out at home till it goes down a little bit and till I see what happens. Because we had reports of one person uh, and it was an Asian student who might have, um, you know, the uh, coronavirus. And I said, hey, the gym I go to is uh, 24 hours, uh, you know, open 24 hours a day, literally right on the the campus. I, I don't think so. Am I being paranoid? Hey, what do you think? I said to people, hey, man, you know, I'm cute and adorable for 70. I can do the same shit at home. I like to go to the gym because the machines are better. I'm around other people. I like to go out and eat afterwards at uh, Core Life Eatery, which is uh, all this fantastic health food. I can live with that for a couple of days not doing that. So what do you guys think? Do you you think this is something, uh, you know, just uh, we're making it up? It's fake news. It's a conspiracy theory. The worldwide, the number of cases of the coronavirus, 43,000 so far as of the end of January. Uh, There's been, like I said, there's been uh, well over a thousand deaths uh, just in China alone. And uh, these are, I have older statistics and uh, I'm, I'm looking at some stuff, which is a combination of reports from WebMD and also the CDC. But there's up to the minute stuff that's coming out there. So the coronavirus, it is nature's way of saying, I love you. Uh, let me touch you. And, you know, there's there's an easy way when we are worried all the time about overpopulation And what's going to happen and uh, let's eat, uh, you know, don't eat cows because of this and that or don't eat this or worrying about that. Hey, man, you know, George Carlin used to say it best when we destroy the earth or the earth destroys us or a combination of that. He says, you know, you you have this impression that the planet's going to die. No, you know, you got to start thinking and I have to start thinking in terms of geological time. That's in billions, not millions, billions of years. And what does that mean? That, that means as soon as we knock ourselves off on this planet, it could even be with nuclear war. We could burn this earth to a friggin' cinder. To blacken it to a cinder. And bomb the shit out of it. And you want to know what? In X amount of thousand years, it would start to reverse the process and go back to the way that it was. And in a long, long scope of time that you and I don't even think of, things, things would change. Things would change again. So the only people we'd be knocking off is us and any of the other species. And essentially that's happened over the lifespan of the earth, Uh, you know, to some extent, one way or the other, many, many times and will. And this is one example for those people uh, out there, uh, you know, whatever party, whatever age you are, whatever economic status that you're in, whatever educational level that you're in. Hey, man. Better take off the hat of indifference, better take off the make America great hat, better take off the golf hat or, or whatever it is. You know, it, you know, death and science and uh, nature is an equal opportunity uh, employer, man. It takes everybody in and it says, hey, you, you want to disregard reality? Wake up, brother. So this is a a good wake up call in uh, one way. Uh, Is it a scary kind of a thing? Yeah, I think there's something to be really uh, concerned about. Uh, You know, what can you do about it? You know, just take a reasonable precautions uh, is the best thing. And... uh, you know, the, the other thing is demand uh, of our uh, people in elected offices to do the right thing. And when we don't have all the USDA inspectors that we need and we don't have the right uh, kinds of infrastructure that we need to monitor things and we keep spending money in all the wrong places and don't tax people that could contribute to the tax base for our country so we could get these things accomplished. And do the silly things that we're doing, and don't provide good health care to people, and let them avoid different things. Hey, if this shit really jumps off, it could get really ugly. Are you concerned? I hope you. I hope you are. I am, and that's why the elections coming up. That's why doing the right thing uh, is very important. Because hey, you could be on that cruise ship. And it may be called the state of uh, Maine or Vermont or New York or California. It could, uh, you know, it could be the equivalent. So that's my show on the coronavirus today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you didn't think it was a mad ramble. I hope you think it was uh, something for your worthy consideration. Okay, take care now and I'll catch you on the next show. Bye-bye now.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S That's at S Wangland. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D On Twitter And you can also follow All the great shows On the Reality Check Podcast Network On our Instagram page Reality Check Podcast Network Or on our Twitter At our Podcast Network On Twitter And if you are interested In advertising Or sponsoring Your products Your services On this show All you have to do Is hit me up At wwwrpodcast.com At gmail.com And find out about The great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network.
1: Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sonny Salem and I am the host of That's What She Said, Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today but don't worry this isn't no prissy princess show i hold nothing back check out that's what she said on all major streaming platforms
0: what's going on you have john wanglin one of the hosts of wrestling with reality check out our shows this week on wrestling with reality we have some great shows we have our mma show we look at